um, not to start off on a bad note. I don't know how much of a bad note this is, but I saw a TikTok of the Backstreet Boys in London and Nick Carter was sobbing on stage. Shut up. Sobbing. I'm they sorry. were all crying, but the, he was sobbing. Why did they go on stage? They're performing in London. Yeah, but you just. And then, de- and then <laughs> Kevin, Kevin fucked it up. He goes, Aaron Carter passed away at the young age of 43. And I was like, like, if I was in the crowd, I was like, he's 34. Like, was, <laughs> I was like, he's 34. God damn it, Kevin. So like, All right, sad. Please. It's sad. So apparently my sister said that they found him drowned in the bathtub. But I think it was just an overdose. He's had problems with drugs and alcohol for a very long time. That's what I assumed. Um, but I was actually, like, in the hospital yesterday working. And, like, these last few days, I've been very, um, I don't know, just aware of who my patients are. And it's people my age, dude. It's just people my age that keep coming in for, like, suicide attempt or drug overdoses. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is, like, what the fuck is happening to, like, my age group? Like, when I say my age, I'm not fucking around. Like, 34, 35 make up the majority of either suicide attempts or drug overdoses in my hospital. I feel like we're in a, a transition generationally where the economy, it was not set up for us. No. None of us can afford our own homes. No. Marriages, we're, try- we're, we're starting to realize that you don't have to be stuck with somebody. Nor yeah. should you have to be married to be happy. Or mm. should you have to have kids in order to be happy. But it takes more money to have those things yeah so um there's this guy on tiktok who is trying to have this conversation with um hetero cis men uh about like you know it would make more sense for men to be in a partnership with other straight men mm. because he he says that he's like i don't think that and he's like and i'm not trying to like dog on anybody and obviously i'm not either but i just don't think that in, and I hate having to give this disclaimer because I feel like it should just be no, it's not all men, but for the majority, I just don't think that men are very fond of women. I don't think that mm-hmm. deep down they really give a shit. We're never, I feel we're never going to get the, like, as a whole group, we're never going to get the respect that we deserve. Um, there was this one guy that he had stitched a video for and he's like, I live with, you know, my my guy best friend. And he's like, our life is great. Like, we do all these things together and there's nobody there to nag us. And he's like, at this point, we just need to hire a maid and just hook up with whatever random bitches we want. Like, I wish that, like, while I wish he would have worded it differently, I also wish that more men were aware of that of themselves mm-hmm. so that. And what do you I'm, really want? Exactly. Because, and I hate to say that, like, oh, men ruin us because I feel like you are in control of what, how you let someone else affect you. But when you're bamboozled mm-hmm. into thinking that someone that you're trying to spend the rest of your life with genuinely cares about you and loves you and they come to find out that that's probably not true. You know, it's like, no wonder why women are so hard nowadays. Yeah. I'm still, a, like, a huge believer in the fact that, like, when a man falls in love, like really falls in love, he falls hard, hard and fast and it is fucking real. And a lot of the times it's not reciprocated because we as women have to be so careful with the fact that like, I love you, yes. 
and I trust you, but there's still that little nugget of doubt that's been implanted in our brains that like, he's going to either leave me or cheat on me or he doesn't, he's not being fully honest of what he feels. Yeah. It's very rare when a woman finds a man that, you know, genuinely feels that way and can wholeheartedly trust that. That's very rare when you see that. Um, so it's just, it was, I don't even know how the fuck we got here, but. No, but I think like generation, general generationally there yeah. we go it's just i feel like there's like a shift happening yeah and i feel like but some, but some people are still stuck on certain expectations of the world and when it doesn't come through well it you know sometimes we may handle it differently not to blame our parents oh, oh i'm blaming our parents Okay, so we're blaming our parents, right? Because they are still of the so, ideal of the white picket fence. So, and that was instilled to in them us. by, no, but it was instilled in them by their parents, yeah, yeah. right? So their parents were the ones that went out to war and did yeah. all these awful things, right? So they're like, oh, we did all these sacrifices so that you can have your white picket fence. So our grandparents raised our parents under that yeah. same guise, right? Now, what our parents, I feel like, don't realize is like, you went, you lived in a household when you were younger. That was one income, probably a part-time. You raising us realized it took two household incomes at full time to raise us. What the hell makes you think that it's going to be any easier now? Yep. And not only, like, there are people out there that are in serious, like, confusion as to, like, I'm in my 30s and I'm still living with my parents or whatever the situation is. And you feel so unfulfilled, but it's like you shouldn't because you literally were left with no choice. And it's like, so I was talking the other day to a patient, right, who asked me if I can get him two keys of Coke. (laughs) But that's besides the point. But I was like, even in Puerto Rico, the rich are still poor. And I feel like even here, middle class Oh, we're poor as fuck. It's lower class. You can own your home and your cars. You are still lower class. Like, I don't I don't think that that's what it means anymore. And I think our country is just so fucked up with health care. Oh, my and God. Just the amount of money we have to pay. I make $51,000 a year, and I live with my parents. Because I only have, like, I can't even, I can only afford my bills. And let's be honest. Is it your school loans that's fucking you over? Yep. Yo, my dream for my kids is for them not to go to college. At, at this day and age? Fuck no. It makes no fucking Community sense. Community college is just as better. It's just as good. So um, we got a new hire at work, and he's an older gentleman. He's in his 50s, and I think he's... I'm not sure. He's he's from the Caribbean somewhere. But um, so he's, like, around my mom's age, right? And I'm talking to him, and, and we were talking about education because he is finishing up his master's degree now and he's like I went to school in my country but I never graduated and then I came here and I got my act together he's like I have ADHD and like it took a very long time for me to get my shit together or whatever and I was like yeah no I understand that and he was like and I was like even now like my wish for my kids is for them to go to a vocational school so they could learn a fucking trade because right now the younger generation so like kids that are in high school right now it's all social media. Social media is now a business. Mm-hmm. They're going to create a whole ass, whole different business industry just off of this in like 10, 15 years, 20 years. It's already started. By the time that's all in full swing, we're going to need electricians, yep. carpenters, yep. 
automotive people. So I'm like, oh, the best thing that I could do for my kids is make sure that they learn a fucking trade. If you want to go to school after that, up to you. I will support. But I need you to learn a fucking trade first. And that brings a good point. Trades will never not be needed. Exactly. Whereas what happens if someday the internet explodes and we don't have it anymore? That yeah. means social media companies are out of business. Yeah. But we're always going to need to build homes. Or for whatever reason, the purge, ha- not the purge happens, but like, what if social media becomes illegal? Yeah. Too much is getting out. The government doesn't like it. It's a very real possibility. We're still going to need plumbers. And we're still going to need cars to work. Yeah. So, so I just, I, I hope, like I talk about I feel it. Like we've talked about this before. I'm sure we have, but I feel like it's still a relevant conversation to have. Um, but I feel like that leads to the whole mental health thing where like, if you're not in a certain place, you think that you're just so behind. People are out there really thinking that. Yeah, and it sucks. I'm in my thirties and I'm still living with my parents and I'm not married and I don't have kids. Bro, we don't need any more fucking kids. We are overpopulated. Go sterilize yourself. Yeah. Like it's not smart to have more kids. It's not. I wanted more kids. It is not financially responsible for me to go and have more kids. It's not fair to the kids that I have to go and have more kids. Yeah. Javi's best friend had two children back to back. They're Irish twins. One's 11. The other one's 10. They're pregnant again. I can't. I can't go back to that. I can't. I can't even. Well, I, I can't even afford to live on my own. The only way I'd be able to move out is if I have a roommate, which I don't fucking want to deal with. No. Because I don't like people unless it's you or Danny or whatever. Or I'm married. And legit, like, if I ever came into money and bought a house, I would make sure it either has a finished attic or basement and be like, Amanda, can we split this in three? No, I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, let's find a house with five bedrooms. I can have have the ground floor. So, um, my coworker is actually thinking about that. So, she's trying to move to Virginia, I believe. With, um, I think it's two of her kids and one of her kids has roommates and they're just trying to get into a mortgage to split between like seven people. Do you know what that is to have to like, the only way you can get into a mortgage is to split it between seven people. That's all I see on like Zillow or Marketplace. Like it's people buying houses and then they sell off the rooms. But then the room is still like two grand. Like it's just crazy. But I'm like, I don't want to live with seven people I don't know. I'd rather live with people I know. (laughs) Right. So I would have to, like, first of all, the thought of even buying a house right now is just outrageous yep, to me. Yep. It, it, like, why would you? Yeah. Because the, the amount. I was just looking. There's a shit box of a house down the street from me. And I was like, I wonder. And it's like the house is this big. It's one bed, one bath. So I was like, I wonder how the much they're, fuck, they're selling for this shithole. 300 grand. That's what I'm I looked at the pictures inside and it was trash. I was like. So it's funny because I also went on Zillow and looked up the current address that I'm living in. Right. So the last time this property was sold was back in 2009. <laughs> and the landlord bought it for like $278,000. Do you know what this house is worth now? Like 400. It's up in the 700s. Are you shitting me? No. This place. Yes. $718,000. In Lawrence. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, hon, but this ain't, like, the great no, it's, Ma- Taj Mahal. No, it's not. Like, I live very comfortably. Like, we have our space and stuff like that. But this house was built in the 1930s. And I'm pretty sure that the wallpaper in my kitchen is still from the 1930s. Wow. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So, it's like, I, I feel bad for couples that are out there trying to, you know, move forward and shit. But it's just, like, literally the world around you isn't letting you. You're being hindered 
by the same people that are telling you to get a move on and get going and you're supposed to be here, here, and here. And then this also brought me a good point. I think, is it just the U.S.? It's not just the U.S., but, like, I'm like, yo, should we fuck off to Canada? We're, I don't think, Amanda, so... Should we go to the U.K.? I thought about that when... Where there's castles? When Roe v. Wade was overturned. I mm. thought about that, Right? And we were, and I was just like, dude, like we have to leave the country. But then I remember coming across a couple TikToks of people who lived in London, and they're like, "Don't even bother coming here because we saw what you did, and our government decided to one up you." So I just because the whole thing is control, right? Yeah. So if one government sees the other one doing it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous! I can't believe!" But if they see that for some reason it's working in their favor, what makes you think that the next government's like, you know what? We can do that and make it better. They're not looking out for yeah, us. They're like, looking out for their pockets. Well, yeah. It's been like that since, since fucking Columbus landed and was like, yeah. fuck all you guys. I'm going to kill it's you terrible. all. It's, but, and you know what? What we're going to talk about next made me think of it. Because I was yeah. like, yo, free healthcare. How do we not see that in Canada and be like, how can we do that here? No, they're no, it's never going to be like that So here. it's free healthcare. Like, it's nice because you can go to the hospital and do what you got to do or whatever. But, like, the wait time for anything is ridiculous because it's free. So everybody's going to want to do it. So, like, if you wanted to go see a therapist, it's probably the same wait time as it is here. Like, you just can't find fucking therapists anywhere. Mental health right now is, like, through the fucking roof. Oh, my God. Not in a good way. No. And I don't know if it's just because. Um, so there's, like, a new form of ADHD also. There's really? an I in there. Your mom was talking about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Like, it's like this huge, like mental health is this huge umbrella term. And every day I feel like we find something else to plug in there. Like we needed any more fucking problems or whatever. So it's just like. So it's no wonder you see people in the ED like crazy, you know. And I feel like the younger generation is so much smarter than us. Because they have so much more access to things. Like, whenever I see students arguing with their teachers about real-life fucking issues and the student is making more sense than the teacher, I'm like, why are these kids in school? Yeah. Like, they know better. They should be the teachers. Right. And then I see our generation, and it's like, literally, our parents were like, these are your goals, and if you don't meet these goals, you're a piece of shit. So because we're not meeting these goals, our mental health is just deteriorating. And then we're also so fucking stubborn because we refuse to believe that there's a problem because we've been taught to just brush that shit under the rug. Yeah, but I'm, slowly, I'm slowly learning that my mental health, selfish, but it I will put that, prioritize that over fucking anything. Baby, else. nobody's looking out for you. Yeah. You need to look out for yourself. Like, I got your back, but yeah. I can't be there for you 24-7. You, and it's exhausting. It is exhausting. So I'm glad that you're, you know, kicking that shit in the ass. I'll kick it down the fucking street and good right up the ass. Yeah, no, dude, you have to. So speaking of shit worlds, let's talk about the good nurse. Oh my god, I because was so that made me hate healthcare so fucking much. I was so embarrassed. Wait, wait, why? Because it's embarrassing. Because you know what? So embarrassing for you. It's on Netflix. Um, Eddie, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne stars in it with Jessica yes, so she's the one. Her. She has um cardiomyopathy, which can I just say mm-hmm. her acting that out? I f- I believe that shit. Yeah. I felt my heart palpitate. Yeah. I was like, 
So, uh. so that just means that her heart chambers are larger than they're supposed to be, and then in that sense, making the walls of her heart weaker because they have to work harder and stretch out more. Um, so at any moment, she's at the point where it's so far advanced that at any moment she literally could stroke out and have a heart attack. She's got two young girls at home. She's a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hire this new nurse who is Eddie, whatever his name is. Charlie Cullen. Charlie Cullen is in the, well, that's the, the character whoever. name, sorry. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is all based on a true fucking story. In like the late 90s, early oh, 2000s. It's so sickening. So... Charlie has been bouncing around from hospital to hospital and everybody just sings his praises and he's so great and he's so experienced and blah, blah, blah. He seems very attentive, especially with, um, what was her name? The actress's name in the movie. Amy. Amy. Seemed like a really good friend, the kind of friend that's very supportive. He has two girls of his own, so he helps her out a lot at home with the girls' homework and, um... One of them is in theater, so he helps her with her lines, and he helps her to her doctor's appointments, and he's just literally the best friend, like, the best best friend that you could ask for, right? Or so we thought. So why is it that suddenly in the ICU... So it's weird, right? Because when she sits down with that friend of hers, and she's like, oh, we get, like, a code a month. Man, we get at least one or two codes a week. Think of where you live. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, where you work, I should say. <laughs> no, it's the yeah. area, too. Yeah. It don't matter. So, um, suddenly, it went from having a few codes every month to a few codes a night. Which and is a lot. it's getting exhausting. And watching this poor bitch with her shitty heart doing CPR the whole time, I'm like, this is it. She's going to stroke out any fucking... Oh, my God. So, the reason why she could get fired is because, obviously, she's a liability. Yeah. All right. So you see her struggling. You see him being there for her. And what what sucks is that she had to be there in employment for a year before her health insurance kicked in. So that's not true. I don't know if that's what it was back then, but now it's three months. No, I know, but back then it was probably way different. Oh, man, that really sucks. So she had, like, four months to go. Yeah. But her heart was, like, every day was, like, a ticking time bomb. And Charlie was the only one who knew because he kind of walked in on her having an episode or whatever. So he's like, well, I'm going to help you these next four months. We're going to get through this. And um, she starts to become suspicious. Oh, this is my favorite part. So we lost a patient. And it was very out of the blue because the patient was doing great. And then the patient died, right? Seven weeks later, internal affairs at the hospital brings this case to the police. I'm assuming it's the next step. But then they stonewall the police. Hard. Bro, I have never been so fucking frustrated at a movie. Oh, my God, yes. I was so... When she's like, oh, I'll send you the boxes of our investigation. And they got this fucking single sheet. What was it? Six pages in a folder? Yeah. I love the the cop to the FedEx guy. He's like, yeah, just bring the boxes. And he's like, nah, this is it. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Folder with six pages. (coughs) And there were supposed to be nine pages in that report. And there was only six. I was just like, this is... Okay. Imagine, though, you are a fucking law enforcement agency, and a hospital is like, no, bro. Like, we want you to investigate, but really, no. Just look this over and sign off on it, is basically, basically what they were yeah. saying. Oh. So, um, fast forward. Should we spoil this? This is going out in two weeks. All right. Yeah. Spoiler alert, like always, because... Let's just be honest. We're not really a review show. This is more of like, we're going to discuss this and see Dissected. how we felt about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, spoiler alert. 
Um, through Amy, we find out that it's been Charlie who's injecting the <laughs> fucking smart as fuck the IV bags with insulin and digoxin. So and it's just regular saline bags. So any single person who comes in is probably going to get a saline bag. Yeah, and God knows how many bags. Exactly. Like, that's the first thing that they do to you when you come into the hospital is give you a bag of fluids. Yeah. And granted, the nurses should be inspecting the bags, but it's like, when you're in the ICU and you need to get going, like, you're not thinking you're about not gonna that. You're not going to squeeze the bag. Also, why would anyone fucking do that? You took an oath to preserve and save lives. Why would anybody tamper with the fucking bags, right? And if they saw a leakage, they probably thought, like, oh, it's probably just ripped or whatever the fuck. So, the insulin ups the glucose in your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Which, if I've, you're not diabetic, you don't need. Exactly. So, it's just going to double whatever um, glucose. I'm actually going to look up the glucose levels right now because I'm not 100% sure what they should be. I know that. Um, but what was interesting is that he's injecting it in the saline bags, right? Yeah. Which don't go in your body all at once. No, because an IV bag can run anywhere between an hour up to 13 hours. Right. So it's a slow drip. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it, it could happen like that night or the next morning. Like, which is why she was so confused. Cause she's like, no, we weren't even working that day. And it's like, exactly. all right. But if he hung the bag that night that he was on shift and that patient died midday the next day. Who knows? So normal, let's go with like after eating, right? Two or three hours after eating. Your normal blood sugar should be between 120 and 140. You're diabetic if it's over 200. I have seen people who are DKA, so they have diabetic ketoacidosis, come in with blood sugars of over 1,000. And you can easily slip into a diabetic coma and fucking die. Yeah. Right? So now imagine, right? So after eating, your blood sugar is 140. They've given you however many units of insulin. They didn't really specify how many units. Sorry. How many units they were getting. But let's say it was double that. That's 280. That, your sugar's at 280. So that's already your high. You're, and they're not going to fucking know because they're probably not checking your blood sugar if you're not exactly. diabetic. Yeah. Digoxin is... um. A medication for your heart. It keeps it like up keeps your rhythm or whatever. Yeah. Um, specifically cardiomyopathy. And he was injecting that along with Into the, the bags. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. So he, he was using one or the other. At the end of the of the movie, they showed like the real stats, and they said that he could have been responsible for over four hundred deaths. Yeah, he remembers at least twenty nine. How? F- it's just scary. And it's honestly, so, uh, just because he could and nobody was stopping him. And the hospitals knew that something was fucking weird. But the hospital is never going to sit there and be like, oh, we fired this nurse because he was responsible, possibly responsible. Like, you'd have to go back to the times where he was there, right? Let's say he was at a hospital for six months. So within those six months, you now have to go through hundreds of charts yep. of people who died. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pull those aside. Still a couple hundred. Now you have to go through and see which one of them either had digoxin or insulin in their, system. in their systems that weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's so much work. The hospitals never did anything. And they would lose so much money. And then, not only that, would you lose money in, like, pulling up those records? You lose reputation. Not only that, do you really think that those families aren't going to sue? Oh, hell yeah. So they wanted to save their own ass. Yeah. So out of all the hospitals that he'd worked at, which is till what, this like day... <laughs> Till this day, I can't remember. 
none of them have suffered any consequences over this. How fucked is that? Imagine what else. I don't even want to know. I don't know. And the Pixis machine, that thing is bullshit. We don't use those anymore. We have these nifty little things that need your fingerprint and like the whole fucking pr- fingerprint and it needs a a password for you to put in too. It's like a double authentic verification yeah. thingy. But can I just say how fucking amazing Eddie Redmond was? Oh my god. In that interrogation scene. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. No I wonder can't. he's won Oscars. He I was can't. so oh good. My- Interesting. I believe the two of them. I was like, this isn't a movie. This is them. This is real life. It was so good. Yeah, they were. It was such a low-key movie. Like, it was one of those movies that it's almost like you watch it and the whole time they're whispering. Mm. That's what it felt like. But you also said it was very, the most closely accurate. It was. environment. Yes, it was. There wasn't anything that I saw there that I was like, oh, that's bullshit. If anything, um... So when they were running the code, right, that they got the epi ready, you have to wait so many minutes in between epis. And you can only give so many doses. But I know that for time's sake, they were like, you know, every 30 seconds, they were like, get epi, get epi. But I think it's supposed to be like every two minutes or something like that, or every five. Um, And then when you do compressions, nobody counts. Nobody counts out loud. They just do compressions. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's honestly, that's nitpicking at this point. It was so good. It just felt so authentic. It did, and it was. And so it's on Netflix. Yeah. Highly recommend. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like, oh my God, amazing. No, no, no. But it's just, and honestly, what makes it that good, too, is the fact that you have to remember that this actually fucking happened. Yep. Oh, and this is what I was going to say. I actually watched... Um, so on on A&E, they have a show called Interrogation Raw. Yeah. And it's basically just showing, like, one case per episode and they show the actual like interrogation video clips or whatever. And then they have the actual cops who did them and they talk about like their process and why they did it or why they said what they said. And they actually had a fucking nurse on there who was doing the exact same thing. And it's because, and they found that she had a documentary in hand of that fucking that case, Charlie Cullen. Oh my God. So she like got, it's, you know, it's true. So I know that I've heard of, um, like, EMS or even firefighters will get the whole hero complex. Like, they'll yeah. start fires or tragedies on their own just to come out the hero. And police officers do this, too. Um, I would not be surprised, obviously, if in healthcare. It's weird. Like, I think he had a God complex. Oh, uh. Because he's like... I really think this is a man whose life was spinning out of control and this was the only thing he had control over. Yeah. And and I don't think that's well, any other reason. Well, it always is about control in some Yeah, fashion. but I just don't think that there's any other fucking... It's, it's, I believe him when he was like, because I could and nobody stopped me. Like, I don't think that there's any other reason than just that. Yeah. He, and the fact that, like... Men are so fragile sometimes. <laughs> like, all he wanted was to be needed. And with her saying, like, I still need you, he's like, what is it that you need from me? She's like, I need you to tell the truth. And he was like, okay, so here we go. Yep. Here's what you're going to get. You're not going to get everything. I'm just like, yeah. when he said, I don't remember all their names, that shit broke my fucking heart. Yep. Because if if you're injecting bags at random, like, you don't know who's using the fucking bags. And honestly, like, did that hospital only have the one ICU? 
Because you would notice something in our hospital. We have two ICUs and most of those nurses rotate. So imagine if like a certain shift was on ICU one and they had three codes within two days. And then that same shift was on ICU ground the next day. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like they would like, why is it that the codes are following this particular shift? Yeah. I don't know. It was just... It's just not, like, It was crazy. fucking scary. Speaking of scary... <laughs> no, or not scary. Oh, yeah. Enola Holmes, too. <laughs> it's not scary. <laughs> it's not scary. It no, was... Actually, you know what is scary? Mm-hmm. Fucking Henry Cavill in that wig. You know, I'm not mad about it. You know what I am mad about? Henry Cavill being replaced by Liam Hemsworth. But that's a whole-ass other conversation for another day for The Witcher. I'm not talking about it. I usually have faith... I usually have faith. Wait, I'm sorry, what? I thought he was just joining the cast. No, bitch, he is replacing Henry Cavill what? as Geralt of Rivia. Because in season three? In season four. Season three is already wrapped. Because Henry Cavill's coming back for Superman. Okay, so then we put the Witcher on fucking hold for another year. No. I thought the smart thing would have been to just move along to another Witcher. Nope. Hemsworth is now Geralt of Rivia. Explain something to me. That is going to crash and fucking burn. The response was not good from the people. I'm sorry. It's not Henry Cavill is Geralt. No one else. So the reason why he left, and if you watch watch the interviews, he himself said that he was a pain in the ass, like, while he was there. Because the directors and writers would want to take the show one way. He'd be like, oh, that's not how it went in the books and the games. Like, can we bring it back to the original story? And they basically said, no, we're not doing any of that. We're going to do our own thing. And Henry was just like, I'm not down for any of this shit. So well, see, that makes sense. Okay. He exited the, ma- the minute that he could. So um, I've not seen Black Adam, but I've already heard of the spoiler that Superman comes back. And it was Dwayne Johnson who got Henry Cavill to come back as um, Superman. So... Now, I think is, um, who's the director of the Guardians movies? Help me out here. Something man. Um. James Gunn? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's James Gunn. Um. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's. It's secretly Robert Downey Jr. James Gunn. No, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Give me a second here. What is it? Black Adam. Is that, I wonder if that was good. I heard it was pretty good. Some if people Dwayne were, was good. Some people were a little upset about it. Um, I obviously haven't seen it. I don't know if I will. God damn it. I think it's James Gunn that um, is taking over the DC universe now. And I'm pretty sure he was involved in all of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, among other things. Um, but people are really excited about it. So Henry Cavill is making his comeback as Superman, which is great. But I remember when people were like, oh my God, Robert Pattinson is a Batman. That's going to suck. And I was like, no, I can see this. Yeah. I, I can see. But the only thing that I've seen Liam in was that stupid Miley Cyrus movie and in the Hunger Games. And in the Hunger Games, I hated him. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't think it's going to do well at all. Ratings. No. I don't think it's going to do well at all. No. I feel I bad. I could totally see a different Witcher. Like, that yeah. would make so much... Okay, Geralt had his time. Yeah. Yay, Henry Cavill. Let's do someone else. Nope. They're bringing him back as And if Geralt, they want to do something different, as, that's your chance. As, as that's Geralt, your chance. As Geralt. That is so fucked. That yeah. is so... 
I would have rather Chris Hemsworth. Well, yeah, but then... Cause, you know what? I'm, we have to move on. Yeah. we have other things to talk about. So, Enola Holmes... Um, I love Millie. So, they ma- they're trying to make Henry Cavill look icky. Yeah. Right? Um, so, Millie went on record and she was like, you know, the type of relationship that I have with Henry is very adult. Like, he has... Why would they do it for him, of all people? Like, he's because, not Because when he was on The Witcher, he was looking at the girl who plays Siri in a certain manner or whatever. And people just... At this point, like, any man that's over the age of, like, 40, 35... You're gonna misinterpret every look. Exactly. But men are out there doing really icky things. Like, look at Leo DiCaprio. If they're over 25, he doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's kind of gross. That's real, That's very, very much like, all right, But all I think right, he just right. confirmed, too, that he has a girlfriend, uh, Henry Cavill, which is sad, but it's okay. I never had a chance. <laughs> um, but she went on record, and she's like, you know, when I grew up with the cast of um, Stranger Things, it was very much like we were schoolmates, but with Henry, like, they don't even talk about, like, his personal life. Like, he has clear boundaries. Um, they act around each other very much like in the movie. You haven't seen it, right? I've seen the first one, just not the second one. So in the second one, obviously they work together a little bit closer, but there is like a distance mm-hmm. between him and her. And like they're closely getting like a little more comfortable with each other. But they said that the way that it's portrayed on the screen is very much how it is in real life. Like yeah. he just doesn't let her get too close because he doesn't want anybody misinterpreting anything. Yeah. So um, which because sadly everybody's going to. Right, because people are gross, but then again... Because Millie so is now 18, it, it, right? But it tracks. Well, did you hear that Billie Eilish, who's 20, is dating some guy that she's known since she was 15 and he's 31? Yeah. Everybody has the fucking ick. And then for Halloween, he dressed up as an old man and she dressed up as a baby. Oh, that is so fun. So everyone has the ick with... um, What's her name? Yeah. So, I liked it... Um. I've seen some It was a clips. lot of fun. It, it was, was a lot cute. of fun. Cutesy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's why, like, I Lewis, haven't seen it. Lewis Partridge, who plays Lord Tewksbury. Tewksbury. I always <sighs> think of, like, the fucking town, Tewksbury. Tewksbury. That child is so fucking adorable. And he the way cute. that he looks at Enola, like, I just want that. I say that, like, I don't have that. I'm sorry to put that out there like that. I do. But it's, like, the way that he looks at her, it's, like, so longing and dreamy. I saw a short clip of, like, when she's, like, you need to teach me how to dance. And and she's and he's, like, okay, put my hands here. And she was, like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, I just, I don't know. He just very <coughs> much acts, like, as the character. Like, he he's just very much, like, he goes... Through everything with his heart first. Where it's, Millie does every not Millie, Enola does everything with her brain first. Yeah. So just watching him and her like together, it's just a fucking adorable. So is this one like another, you know, like the, she's got a case? So she tries to open up her own detective thing. I right? saw that and, and they're fails. like, is your brother available? Yeah, it fails. <laughs> like yeah. she gets no cases. And then as she's packing up her store or her whatever office, and they're scraping off the letters of her window um a little girl comes in and she's like my sister's gone missing i need you to i need your help Mm. so she goes on excellent yeah it happens that her and sherlock's cases are intertwined oh i like that so they have to work together um and then obviously lord tuxbury um tuxbury he uh comes into play with it as well. So um, but it was very well done. It's a lot of fun. The I was set, entertained. I was very impressed by the set design. So I'm and oh the my wardrobe. God. Yeah. So Sherlock's apartment in this movie looks exactly like 
JDR's, what is RDJ. it? Sorry, RDJ's, what? RDJ. Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, apartment in his movies. Yeah, oh, okay. Complete disarray, oh, yeah. mess everywhere. And then Ilnola comes in and she, like, starts tidying. He goes, you ruined everything. Like, everything's messed up now. She goes, it's, like, neat. And he goes, I don't know where anything is anymore. And it's just so weird to see Henry Cavill and because he seems like he's so put together and with it. Yeah. So to see him in such a mess, it's like so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was great. Cute. Yeah. Um, you watched Yo. How do we go from fucking cute and old? I did it on purpose. To Hellraiser. Yeah. Jesus. Just to keep y'all on so, your toes. <laughs> on Hulu, real quick. You're still too far from the mic. Like, why am I in front of it? I will you're... lean. I will lean. No leaning. Move uh, closer. Leave me alone. <sighs> so Hellraiser, as we all know, is another horror movie franchise that blossomed out of the wonderful 80s. Um, it was more of like, uh, you know, there's the puzzle box. You can summon the Cenobites, which I've never seen are like guardians. And, what? I've never seen any of these movies. I forgot about that until just now. No. That's all right. It's very much about like... Me, uh, marrying pleasure and pain, right? Okay. So people are basically like summoning these Cenobites, or one person in particular is summoning these Cenobites to give them their ultimate pleasure. But unbeknownst to them, it's also their greatest pain. So there's a lot of chains and hooks involved and a lot of skin tearing. Very bitty. Ooh. Um, oh, it's uh, it's my favorite, like gory sex. That's weird to say, but it's like it's very sexual. There's it's always very BDSM to the extreme. Yes, and also that they made it, they purposefully the creators in the '80s, the original films, dressed the Cenobites, which are like the Hell Guardians or whatever, like Pinhead. Yeah, like him. Everybody is in leather, black leather, very much super BDSM. Stu- so this is like BDSM with like knife play and needle play. Exactly. That gotcha. is exactly what it is. So fast forward, the sequels are all right. Hellraiser 1 and 2 are my favorites. I ha- I've seen the others, but they're not. They're just like filler movies. Regurgitated, yeah. whatever. So they came back. They reimagined it. Well, I would say re- reimagined, but Douglas Bradley, who played the original Pinhead, is not obviously reprising his role. They actually have a trans woman as the priest. And at first I thought it was just a woman, but then she was speaking and I looked it up and it's actually a trans woman named Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. Already. The whole Fabulous. head to toe. Do you have a picture of her? As Pinhead? No, as herself. Um, yes, I do. So um, that was her, and that's her right there. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's very gorgeous. Oh, my God. So her face I, is so symmetrical. I know. What? So what they did instead of the leather this time was they gave the Cenobites, they made them, like, out of flesh. So they they almost all had, like, if they had something, it's so hard to describe, but, like, one of them had, it's, like, flesh torn from the shoulders, and, like, it was almost like a halo above them with, like, needles sticking through. The special effect makeup was phenomenal. They went no. super artistic, huh? Oh, it was gorgeous. Because I, I, was, I was very nervous for this remake. I mm. was like... This ain't gonna be it. This ain't gonna be it. But... The way that they presented it, I was like, okay, I'm on board. Um, it's almost like there's... So our main character is Riley, and she is very much um, a struggling addict of pills, right? Um, but sh- they portray her very well. She's not sexy in the slightest. I think she's beautiful because she has, like, freckles. She doesn't wear a stitch of makeup. She's always in baggy-ass, dirty clothes. Mm-hmm. Like 
She's is, going through it. That is our heroine right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, and then she like meets her her Biff. No, that's best friend. Her no, that's Biffle. Her boyfriend, whatever. Um, this dude that she's been like hooking up with is also like a recovering addict. So they're like they're yeah, kind of in it that, together. Yeah. Um, but they end up going to this guy's. It's like a rich dude who collected. Like, the puzzle box. Like, all these, like, famous, like, artifacts, whatever. Okay. And the guy wanted the puzzle box because he wanted to have the ultimate, like, everything in the world. Like, he wanted the to have the Hellraiser, the, the priests, like, do his bidding. Give okay. him what he wants. And he wanted the ultimate pain. But it was, like, a whole thing. But it was just, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't bad. Was this a movie or a It was show? a movie. Oh, it's um, and it was directed by David Bruckner, who I know the name. He's done The Ritual. He's done The Night House. Oh, The Ritual. Have you liked that? Um, so he's done some spooky shit. Um, Looks like it's all creep spooky show. shit. Yeah. It's, yeah, pretty much all horror things. So it was very much in that vein. So if you're a Hellraiser fan, it's not terrible. Okay. But if you don't know Hellraiser, it's still enjoyable because you're like, this is fucked up. So... All around, I enjoyed it. All right. I was here for it. So I will still love the original because the effects were way better. But isn't that always the case? All right. What are we talking about next? Um, very quickly, <coughs> I recently got into this anime that just started oh up. My God. So, so this, this is concept. This, this is <laughs> so this is an anime that's been around for a very long time. I found it. I don't even know. I just kept seeing shit about it on. Uh, I think it was like Instagram or. It might have been Twitter. It's everywhere now. It's like yeah. popular. Yeah. So um, I found it on Crunchyroll. I signed up for Crunchyroll specifically for this. And then I felt stupid because it's on Hulu as well. But I'm talking about Chainsaw Man. So it's about this kid, Denji. And he is... <clears throat> he's a teenager. So I'll just read you uh, this thing. So when his, when his father died, Denji was stuck with a huge debt and no way to pay him back. Thanks to a devil dog he saved and named... So the way when you read it, here, read that name for me. Pachita? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. But the way that he says it, it's very different. Pachita? So Pachita? It's, it's Pochita, the way that he says it. It's very weird, yeah. Because it's in Japanese. Uh, um, he's able to survive through the odd jobs and killing devils for the Yakuza. So Pochita's chainsaw powers come in handy against these powerful demons when the Yakuza betray him and he's killed by the zombie devil. Pochita sacrifices himself to save his former master. Now Denji has been reborn... As some kind of weird devil-human hybrid, he is now Chainsaw Man. So he's a teenager with all this fucking debt. When you first meet this kid, he talks about the amount of debt that he's in and what he's done to alleviate this debt. He So Pochta is like a dog who's also part chainsaw. It's like a nose. Yeah, his nose is a piece of a chainsaw. And then when you pull his tail, it's what gets the chainsaw Ring. going. Yeah. So he's chopped trees for this, but he's also sold his kidney. Uh, he sold an eyeball. Jesus he sold Christ. one of his testicles. Like, he's going a f- way, like, this kid's probably prostituted himself and everything, right? For, just to alleviate this debt that his father left him. So when he's killed, um, it gives you a flashback of Denji telling Pochta that, you know, I heard that devils can take over human bodies. So when I die, I want you to take over my body so you can live out my dreams for us. And what Pochta did was he did the reverse. He's like, I want to see your dreams through your eyes. 
So Pochita is definitely alive in him. So Denji wakes up and he's got the the pull string from his chest. You know, this first episode, halfway through, I'm like, oh my god, this will be so cute to watch with the kids. The second that he pulled that fucking ring, 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 ring I was like, absolutely fucking not. The amount of blood. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the amount of gore. I was like, oh my god. And not only that, but this kid is like, obsessed with feeling up boobs. For four episodes, that's all he talks about is that he wants to feel up boobs. I mean, that's realistic, right? <laughs> Bro, but when is enough enough, right? So um, the whole series, well, so far, he's been called a dog. He's very obedient. Like, there was this random guy that was like, oh, if you eat this cigarette, I'll give you 100 yen. And he fucking just did it. Didn't even think twice about it. Um, So definitely, like, in his desperate, um, most desperate times. So he's now a hybrid, and he's been collected by this group of people, humans, who kill devils. Um, You remember the few clips that I've shown you of um, Jujutsu Kaisen and their devils? It's pretty Mm -hmm. much the same concept. So... The devil hunters take on Denji, and the main leader of the group, his name is Aki, he's not a fan. They are very much raised to believe and think that, you know, all devils are bad. Um, The other ones are called fiends, I think, and they're also, like, a hybrid. But he's just, like, he's, like, they're disgusting, they're useless, they all should just die. So not only does he inherit Denji, but there's also another devil whose name is Power. And she's a blood devil. And she's got horns and she's got fangs. And she Shit is. Goes down. She is. She is. Only way I can describe Power is as raw. Um, She just lusts it. She loves it. She doesn't care when she's. And you see this with Denji. Like when he's in his human form, he definitely cares about others. But when he's in his devil form. As Chainsaw Man, he doesn't give a shit about anything. He just mm. goes berserker and just wants to kill everything yep. in sight. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I am thoroughly entertained by this. I am like on yeah. Tuesdays. I'm on it. Yep. I'm not waiting for Hulu. I'm on it. On Crunchyroll, watching it with everyone else. Um, there's nothing I want more than a pushed up fucking plushie because he's so fucking cute, even though this fucking story is so sad. You need to watch it. Okay, I will. You need to. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, okay. So real quick. Something else I watched. I saw this in theaters. I think it is still in theaters. It is called Pray for the Devil. Um, I went with um, Denny and her oldest and her oldest friend. Oh, and also her second oldest. How do you? Uh, her first two born. Yeah, there you, you go. <clears throat> so we get a nun. Right? You, you know, know, it always goes wrong when there's a nun involved. So, it takes place in modern time. And she lives, of all fucking places, in Beeston, Massachusetts. Are you fucking kidding me? And she goes to this school that is strictly, it's like exorcism school. Do you think that's real? In the Vatican, I can see, but fucking in Boston? I just don't think that's real anymore. because no. Because they wouldn't want that liability. So we've got our girl, um, Sister Anne, played by Jacqueline Byers. Who's like kind of hot, by the way. Oh, yeah, low key. Um, she got white, white hair. And the only way you can be an exorcist is to be a priest. No females can be an exorcist. That's bullshit. But she but saw her mom 
very much abused her when she was little. And she 100, 100,000% believes her mom was possessed. So that's what led her into the, you know, the nunnery and... Um, Sisterhood. Right. <laughs> but in this school, nuns are only for um, healing. Right? Okay. So they help out these patients that they have cases where they may or may not be possessed. So they have healthcare workers, they have psychiatrists to sort of figure out if it's a mental problem or if it's a an spiritual ex- a possession. Yeah. So she befriends this little girl who's in there and she's like 12. And um, the fuck's her name? Her name's Natalie. And she's like, this girl is so not possessed. She's just sick, blah, blah, blah. Watch where she fucking is. Mm-hmm. Um, but she like starts to like be close with her. And, but she befriends one of the priests and, and she's like, yo, like, I need to do this. Like, so she like sneaks into classes sometimes, gets in trouble by, um, the sister Mary, you know. But then one of the priests is like, I think my sister is low-key possessed. So they go off-site and she performs an exorcism on his sister. And I mean, the graphics were, the graphics, the, the CGI was great. Yeah. Um, actors were, you know, really good at. Portraying that, yeah. Um, you would have hated it because lots of crawling on ceilings and oh. bending over and breaking See, and tapping. Why is that necessary? Natalie, who's 12, she does a lot of that. Oh, um, really good stuff. Um, you know when I see acrobats doing it, I'm like, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, you shouldn't so, be bending in half that way. Of course, they're all pissed off that, like, she did this because <sighs> then the next day, the sister kills herself even though she was, quote, unquote, healed. Wow. So, yeah. So, Natalie's case, they end up She's like, oh, she's not possessed, so they let her go back home. Of course, shit goes down and she kills a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So they bring her back in, but they bring her into, like, the bowels of the school where, like, the actual, like, big-ass demons are held. Mm -hmm. And it's all, like, secure. They have secure cards. Like, it's very much restricted access, modern-day shit. Um, It's... (laughs) I'll just say IMDb gives it a 5 out of 10. And Daniela loved it, and I love you, girl, but it was she so, did. like, besides all of that, like, the modernity, the, the the school, it was so fucking familiar, and it was so predictable. Regurgitated. Yeah, especially, like, the relationship between Anne, our main character, and Natalie. I was like, oh, it's this, and it, it's what it was. Yeah. And it had a pristine ending, cut and dry, closure. Like, the, the effects were great, but it felt like all the others. Yeah. So I, I I enjoyed the the watching it, but I'm not gonna watch it again. No, no. Damn. There's nothing new to digest. That's really sad. I had high hopes for this one. It yeah. looked really good. Like it watching it the first time. Sure. But at the same time, like what else could you possibly do with exactly. exorcism movies? Like exactly. there's no plot twist anymore. It is what it is. No. So that was that. Um, last thing. Yes, Halloween ends. You guys, it's been weeks since it's been out, so we're here to dump it all out, like always. Um, I'm going to skip right to it and say that whilst I was entertained more than I had been for the first two, I was also slightly disappointed, but I'm still holding on hope. So I really thought that Corey was just going to take on the mantle. Yep, same. And then uh, when he didn't, I was like, oh, I guess we're not doing that. But that's okay. Because this series needs a pause. It needs an end. It uh, needs an end. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like because we didn't see what happened with Corey's body, there's still room for 
So I will tell you, IMDb gives us a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I saw that. And then a lot of people were telling me, and by a lot of people, I mean the two people that I work with that have watched this, that they thought the niece was, the granddaughter was going to, and I'm like, I swear to God, if they had done that, I would have been pissed. Now that would be trash. Yeah. So I actually rewatched Halloween, the one that came back with Jamie Lee Curtis 2018. in 2018. And then, obviously, did not watch Kills, because that was trash. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched this one. And then, like, the next day, AMC was running Fear Fest. They were doing all the Halloween movies. And I, because I work from home, I was just watching all of them. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that Josh Hartnett played her son in one of them. And I had to, like, oh, remind man. myself that this is, like, this is pretending that none of the sequels exist. And it's just Halloween 1970, whatever. And yeah. then this one. Yeah. I liked ends more than the other two. Yeah. It was more enjoyable, but I also felt it was more cathartic as a way to end it with him and Lori. I feel like anybody who's watched these movies and has thought, what would be the one way to get rid of Michael Myers? If Woodchipper didn't come to your mind as the only and final way of getting rid of Michael Myers, then you're not a fan. Because that was, that was like, dude, it has to be a woodchipper. You can't chip. shoot him. You can't stab him. What else is there? Like they said in Supernatural, woodchipper trumps all. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter what creature. I don't care if I have to stab you nine times in the heart and behead you and bury your head. Woodchipper trumps everything. Yep. If you go in the woodchipper, it takes care of it all. It doesn't matter what kind of creature you I, are. I did enjoy the procession scene when they were like Bro, carrying his Christian body. was like, I laughed. Why? He's like, what the fuck? He's like, all we needed was the marching band up front. Oh, wait, he killed the marching band. But this is like a, an urban legend. It come to life. It was just. And he's, he's finally like, dead. He, he was like, all he was missing was some rosary beads and carnations. <laughs> like it was the queen. Yeah. Yeah. He went out. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I guess know. I was more in the mind of like, I was in a different mindset, I guess, when yeah. I was watching it, but. I just, I really thought that when Michael and Corey connected, like, I thought they were just, like, connecting. And the fact that Corey started healing, I was like, oh, my God. Like, Michael's going to die and Corey's going to inherit. And then we're going to take a pause and come back with Corey. And it's just, he's going to pick up with the granddaughter or some shit like that. But it's like, it didn't. It just, he killed Corey. But we didn't see what happened to Corey's body. I guess. Also, that can we talk about that first scene, that opener scene? Remind me again. The kid, how he died. (laughs) I've never. Okay, first of all, I would, (gasps) and then laughed. I also gasped, and I was like, "No, I didn't see that." And then I exactly, and then I paused. I lagged in my brain and immediately went into a dizzying, wheezing laugh. Yep. And then Christian was like, so the kid that got dropped off the balcony and I just stared at him and he's staring at me. And then we both just started laughing. He goes, I'm so glad I wasn't the only one who falls like that. It was like, I said to him, I was like, it was like the exorcist when they put her on that mechanism on the, that's what it looked like. Also, (laughs) also, what is with this fucking town and just people going up to other people and just yelling at them? Who does that? Karen's. Town full of Karen's? Yeah. Yo, Jamie Lee Curtis can't have a good fucking day. Heaven forbid she's smiling. How dare you smile? It's your fault. Your brother. Killed her mama and her daddy and her. Shut up. It was 40 years ago. Go suck a dick already. (laughs) Jesus. 
I was just so fucking annoying. Yeah. I, like, there's there's really no new way to invent this. No. And Jamie Lee Curtis honestly gave me a little bit of the cringe. Why? When she was being, like, grandma. When she was, like, in grandma mode, like, oh, baking the pies. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, it's weird, right? I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't, where's the active, yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> Get that yogurt, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it, um decrepit fucking Michael in the fucking sewers and Cause, shit like because the way that Rob Zombie did it is that he took it and he made it his own shore but he also added like a further fucked up element to it yes. Christian doesn't like those movies because he doesn't like the fact that you go into the psyche of a serial killer oh see that's my bread and butter right and I he's like the shit. whole point is that it's this random fucking dude just killing at random for no reason like that's the whole point of the boogeyman I'm like I get that but giving it, like, context is 100% better. I'm like, okay, so a, a fake sk- serial killer is scarier to you than how real ones are made. Yep. And he just, like, he was like, yeah. That's that's trash. I'm like, all right, Christian. Whatever yeah. you say. That's trash. Um, Like, but that's the only other way I could think of to make it something different. Like, yeah. I don't, I kind of low-key don't want it to come back. Imagine they come back and it's like a female, Michaela Myers. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because if it's Corey, I swear to God, if they come back with Corey. It ends. We're done. Do not bring us back. I did appreciate the little Easter eggs from all the previous movies. Because when I tell you that, I'm like seeing him kill. And then, you know, when he stabs and it like gets stuck to the wall, I'm like, oh, that's that's from one of the previous movies. But when my favorite kill made an appearance... I almost cried. Which one was it? The stomping of the head. Oh, yeah. Like a grape. Yep. That's from um, Halloween 2. I was like, oh, my God, there it is again. It's so wonderful. So my favorite moment was the very end when they were going through the house and it was dead silent because before they ended it and you hear his breathing Mm. when they show you all the different rooms. Mm. And it's like, he's still living. He's still here. You didn't hear anything. You don't hear anything. And I was like. So yes. while the stomping of the head was my favorite, like, that's like one of my old favorite kills. Do you know what my favorite moment in this fucking movie was? What was that? The DJ getting his face bashed oh. in. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> the effects. Yep. The makeup. That was beautiful. Oh my God. Yo, Corey, calm down, brother, because holy shit, how hard were you going? It was, yeah, I was I was very happy with the gore on this oh, one. So, so good. There has to be a balance. Yeah. It can't just be the stabby stab and blood. It's going to be smartly done. And I think, oh my God, the blowtorch in the mouth. <gasps> Bro, what the fuck? That's kind of why I kind of want Corey to come in and be like, yo, you got new, <laughs> you got new ways to kill? Yeah. Show me. I want to see oh my God. the blowtorch in the mouth. I'm good. Yeah. Well, it's almost like, uh, you're like in Saw. Like, how many different ways can you, like, torture Bro, a person? So I head? binged those movies from one to spiral. When? A few months ago. I watched every single one of them. Yeah. And I literally was like, how many more? And honestly, the grossest one to me was the Chester Bennington one. Because yeah. he was, like, glued to the fucking car seat. But even then, it's like, you almost become desensitized at that point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I hope it, I hope it. You think it's done? I, I kind of hope so. That's what it's Christian not going said. to be because everybody, no. they're going to bring everything back. A remake of everything. They're going to bring happen. back fucking Fox and the Hound for all we know. 
Don't bring that back. I'm not putting that out there. I take it back. I can't believe you said that the night before the blood moon. Oh, fuck. Why would you? Why would you? Disney presents live action. Oh, my God. No, they can't. They cannot. Oh, no, 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 no. That was like, did you ever see Milo and Otis? And I saw Homeward Bound. No, but they, it was a, it was a cat, like an orange cat yeah, I and a pug. Mm-hmm. And it was real. And they followed him on this cute little journey. And the fucking pug goes into a river with a goddamn grizzly bear who was obviously trained. But I was like, ha, ha, no. Like, you don't do well. You don't do, what movie was it? What movie was it where they drowned the dog and you did not know that that shit was coming? Oh, um, Chaos Walking. That's what it was. That was sad. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I'm so done. I was like, you know what? You know what? Don't put any animal in any movie ever, ever again. Uh, but for Love and Monsters, that was a good one. The pup did a good job. Yeah, but I had to like go on doesadogdie.com. Yeah. Like, I can't I think you anymore. skipped that stuff when you saw Chaos Walking. <coughs> I didn't think about it. Yeah, well, I didn't either. God. But apparently, I, oh my God, we're still getting downloads. That's because we're funny. All right. Sometimes. I guess we should end it there. It's been an hour. I'm sure we'll be back next week. I'm losing my week. voice. Holy shit. It's I didn't o'clock. eat dinner. No. You have your soup there. I know, but I gotta take my pill. God okay. Damn. So we got, um, you know, elderly millennial things to worry about now. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. Hoorah. No. Hoorah. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. That was supposed to be the Halloween theme. That didn't sound anything like that, but that's okay. No. I'm not going